0: Amen. Are you excited? Amen. Do you want to be used in these last days? These are the last days, right? These are the last days. You're like, well, they've been saying that for years. Well, in in, in, in Second Peter, um, you know, they were, they were even saying that then. They were saying, well, they've been saying that for years. But I'm telling you, you know, you know, every day is one day closer. No one knows the, the, the day or the hour of his return. And we should be living each day as is the day that of his return. We need to be living with an expectancy, right? We need to be living with an expectancy of faith. We need to live, oh, a hunger for, 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 for not just to get through the day you know some some of us and i and i've been there and i've 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 been where you are i've i've faced things and there sometimes you just want to make it through the week you you want to make it through the day if i can get just past this hour everything's good if i can just get through that meeting this week if i could just get through the the things that are happening at the office and and we can live with this almost like this escapist mentality of like if i could just get through this if I can just get through this and just bide my time to, to get through this. Uh, but I'm telling you, we, that's not how we live. We live with an expectancy and we live with a, a fervency and we live with with with, with this idea that God, that's understanding that God is on the inside of me. God has a plan for my life. He has a purpose for my life. He has a purpose for the church that I'm a part of. And I have a part to play in that church. I have a part to play in, in what God's doing now. Not someday in the future, but what God wants to do right now. Hallelujah. 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 It's so good to see you, Ken, and, you know, the procedures you had this week. I wouldn't expect to see you, but it's so good to, to see you. And we speak strength in your body. We command any and all blockages in your body to be removed. Amen. We declare that you have blood flow fl- flowing from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. And I thank you that we will rejoice in, in the doctor's report. Amen. Of all those arteries are cleared. Amen. We're so grateful for how your body created new avenues for blood to flow around those areas. And we praise God for that. But we thank you that God is doing a new God is making things new in your body. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Tommy and Carrie, please stand up. Hallelujah, thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Stretch your hands towards them. Yesterday, their their grand their grandson went to be with Jesus, and they, um, you know, they, the doctor, you know, you, you you know, the doctor said that he would never make it home from the hospital, and um, and they then one specialist said maybe two years, but he lived ten years. Amen. We rejoice. It, Amen. We rejoice in that with you, Tommy. We rejoice in the things that you and your family were able to sow into him. And the fact to know that he is dancing on streets of gold, that he was able to speak for the first time. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So we speak for strength over you, your family, Justin and his wife, and we speak life over them. Thank you, Father, that 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 as there's a void There's a void in their home right now. I thank you there's not a void in their heart. Holy Spirit, make up, make up everything that's lacking. Make up, make up for the absence. Thank you, Lord. We focus on eternity in this season, Lord. I just thank you for your hand upon them and strengthening them. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I'm excited this morning. I'm excited. Amen. We're going to talk about overcoming. Amen. That's, that's what we're called to do. We're called to overcome. Amen. We're called to, over, we're called to live above circumstances, not beneath circumstances. That's why I love what pastor Annette said about that victim mentality. And, 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 and the thing is, is if you're a believer, then we're not called to have a victim mentality. We're called to have a victorious mentality. You can say, well, pastor, you don't know what I've been through. I'm not belittling what you've been through, but I also know what Jesus went through on the cross. I know what Jesus, the stripes that were laid upon his back. I, I know what, what I, I understand that he went to the lower parts of hell and he was rejected. He was isolated from the father. He, he was separated totally from, he was separated totally from the life of God. And he did that so you and I could live and not, not live to go through life as victims, but to walk in this life with our head held high that we are victorious in this life. We are victorious in this life. And that's the position that we need to live. So so right where you're sitting, I want you to shake yourself. I don't care if you think you look stupid. Shake yourself. Hey, and, and you need to say to yourself, I am not a victim. I'm, a victor. I'm, a, victor. I'm a victor. Amen. Let's go to 1 John. 1 John. I am going to start a new series at some point. And I, the Lord, I know what that is. But but uh, we'll, we'll see when we get there. But But this is some things the Lord placed in my heart for us today. Amen. Amen. I, I want to minister what he wants to minister, not what Justin wants to minister, right? The most important thing, right, is the will of God to be accomplished in the earth. The most important thing is for the will of God to be accomplished in this service. Amen. In this service. This service is unique. This service, the 11 o'clock service, you know what? Will be unique. Why? Because it will be exactly what God wants done for that moment, in that hour, and that, 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 that season, right? Amen. So let's dive into what he wants for us to, to walk out of here with today. In first, John chapter chapter five, verse one says, whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth him that begot be, begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. Verse four, for whatsoever is born of God. So we just we just learned or just saw that whoever believes is born of God, right? Verse four says, so whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. For whatsoever is born of God. Are you born of God today? You know, it just, if you believe that Jesus is the Christ, then you're born of God. So when I made Jesus the Lord of my life. I was transitioned into a new way of doing things, a new kingdom. First, uh, Second Corinthians five says a new creation, something that never before existed. Now, now that 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 can make your head go tilt. Like, I don't understand. I don't I don't understand. You know, no. But the fact is, is, you know, your mind, your will and your emotions didn't get changed. It was this this new creation on the inside of you. He came in and took up residence on the inside of you. Now, it's over a process of time of that life on the inside of you transitions how you think, how you live, how you act, how you do things. See, there was a lot of rewiring that had to take place in Justin's mind. I was an alcoholic. I I smoked two packs of cigarettes a day. I had a respiratory disease. So so when I made Jesus the Lord of my life, there was some definitely some shifting that has to take place. And I'm so grateful. There's still some growing I'm doing, right? There's still there's still some renewing of the mind that's taking place in my life. You know. And so, but the thing is, you have to understand that when He came on the inside, you became a new creation. So therefore, that, that that you're born of God, that means. You have his nature on the inside of you. If you made Jesus the Lord of your life, your nature is no longer the nature of a loser. But your nature is a victor. The nature on the inside of you is no longer an addict, but it's freedom. Why? Because because you're a new, that, that part of you, that part of you has never failed. That part of you has never disappointed God. Your spirit is what I'm talking about the inward man on the inside of you yes. on the inside. In, now, in your mind, you may think totally contrary to this, but I'm telling you on the inside of you yes. Yes. on your inner man, your reborn spirit. See, yes. see what happens is we get into this thing where 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 and I, I was guilty of this, where I made Jesus the Lord of my life, but yet I still allowed my soul to direct my life yes. and I have to get to a place where your spirit become stronger than your soul to now where your spirit is directing your life and not your mind, your will, and your emotions. Now that's not what I'm dealing with this morning, but, but I want you to see that your nature, whether you feel like it or not, if you made Jesus, the Lord, of your life is the DNA of a winner. Amen. Amen. That's you, Vic. Yes, You're a winner. Yes. I don't care if you might've had some natural defeats on the inside of you. You are a winner. Yes. Hallelujah. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? Hallelujah. Let's go to verse... Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Let's go to verse 7. I'm going to unpack some some new things. The Lord just opened up my heart the last this last week. Now, before I read this, remember, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb, right, and the word of our testimony. I don't need to go back and review all that, right? We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Say that with me. I overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. Now, let's look at verse 7 here. I'm going to read the Amplified. So let me teach for a moment. It says, so there are three witnesses in heaven, the father, the word and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. And there are three witnesses on the earth, the spirit, the water and the blood. And these three agree are in unison. Their testimony co- coincides, mean their testimony all come all has to do with the same thing. Whether you're talking about the spirit, whether you're talking about the water or whether you're talking of blood, their testimony, the thing they're speaking, the thing that they're saying, the thing that they're revealing, the thing that they're witnessing to all coincide. They're not they're not speaking different things They're all talking about the same thing. And what I want you to say, they're all talking about your victory. These things where we're talking about the Holy Spirit, it was for your big victory. Where they're talking about the water that talks about was talking about you being born again it's talking about your victory. Whether you're talking about the blood, you're talking about the covenant or protection it's talking about what your victory. Now, verse eight says, and there are three witnesses. Verse nine, if we accept as we do the testimony of men, if we're willing to take human authority, the testimony of God is greater of stronger authority. For this is the testimony of God, even the witness which he has borne regarding his son. Verse 10, he who believes in the son of God, who adheres to, trusts in, and relies on him, has the testimony. So what? If I believe in the son, I have the testimony. I possess the divine attestation within himself, meaning there's this testimony within me. If I believe that Jesus is the Christ, there's something in me, just like the water is testifying to something, just like the blood is testifying to something, just like the water is testifying to something. There's something that in me that I need to testify to. Amen. Thank you, Father. So verse 10 again, he who believes in the son of God, who adheres to and trusts and relies on him, has the testimony within himself. He who does not believe God in this way has made him out to be and represented him as a liar because he has not believed, put his faith in, adhered to and relied on the evidence, the testimony that God has regarded his son. Now, verse, verse 11, and this is that testimony, that evidence. God gave us eternal life. This is that testimony. See, I want you to see something. There's something on the inside of you today. If you made Jesus, the Lord, your life, you are on the inside of you. You are an overcomer. And here says, and this is that testimony. This is what's on the inside of you that God gave you eternal life. And this life is in his son. Now, verse 12, he who possesses the son has that life. He who has received the son has that life. And he who does not possess the son does not have that life. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. See, you, you, what I, we talk about overcoming today, Vic. I want you to see that you have life in you. You have victorious life on the inside of you. If you have the sun, you have life. Now, when we talk about eternal life, this isn't just, hey, I'm going to heaven one day in a mansion in the sky. This is if I have the sun, I have life. Period. See, this is something that we need to rest in. and It is something that we need to receive for whatever battle you're facing. There's life in you for that battle. Whatever you're walking through right now, I want you to know there's life on the inside of you for what you're walking through. Amen. Whatever report you might have received from the doctor, I want you to know there's life on the inside of you to walk, walk beyond that and walk victorious over that. Whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're walking through, I want you to see you have this testimony, what, that his life is on the inside of yes. you. Yes. Amen. Let's go to John chapter three. I know some of you are kind of like, I, I kind of get it. I'm not sure. See, this was the testimony. This was the testimony that we have within ourselves, that his life is on the inside of me. Not when I get to heaven, but his life is on the inside of me right now. See, you know, you are when you made Jesus the Lord of your life and you received the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, you became wall to wall God. God is on. Look at your neighbor and just struggling. God's on the inside of me. See, see, some people see now the thing is that some people like to to um, settle for their struggle and settle for being a victim, because if they got beyond where they're at, then they'd have to really change. But the thing is, is, is you have life in you. You have life in you. And, you know, and I have to continue to remind myself of this because, see, natural things always want to weigh you down. Natural things will always want to get you to live in fear, get you to live in yesterday, get you to live in disappointments, get you to live over here. When all the while failing, we're to live over here, right? We're to live over here. I'm not to live over there. I'm not supposed to live like Justin lived 26 years ago. I'm supposed to live like God's on the inside of me. Hallelujah. John chapter 3. Thank you, Father. Verse 30. This is John the Baptist speaking. And he says this. He must increase, but I must decrease. See, I, I, I think this, this, is, this is before Jesus had died. So, so, so John the Baptist, we, I can go into all what this might mean. But, but for this morning, understand this. See, there's areas where we need to stop living we need to stop living like we used to and live like him. You're like, can I really do that? Yes. Yes. See, Paul said, I, I travail and pray for you until what, until you be conformed to the image of his son. Meaning there's this thing where, where we need that we where we're telling they no longer see me on well, how Justin, you say, well, that's, you know, well, that, that, that's just Justin. No, I don't want that said about me. And I don't want that said about you because that's 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 labeling you something below what you were created to be. You you were you were made in God's class, in God's image. And the enemy is the one who took away your identity. And the thing is, is is what I really see this is John the Baptist saying, you know, first he declared that, hey, repent for what the kingdom of God is at hand. Meaning, repent, not just confess sins, but change the way you're thinking because there's a new system coming. Change the way we've been doing things because there's a new way of doing things coming. So so what we need to receive as a church and what we need to receive as a body, what I need to receive as a husband, as a father, what I need to receive is there's a different way of living. There's a different way of doing things. Living at a whole nother level. So John the Baptist said, look, I've got to decrease. Why? Because because I, I I can only take you so far. There's no, there, Get your eyes off me. Get your eyes on something else. And then what does he say? Verse 31. He that comes from above is above all. And he that is of the earth is earthly. And speaketh of the earth. And he that comes from heaven is above all. Say above all. So John, the Baptist is speaking here and he's telling us, he goes, I've got to decrease. He's got to increase. Why? Because there's someone coming that knows more than I know. And what he speaks is not from this earth, but it's from heaven. Amen. He that speaks of the earth is earthly. And he that speaketh of the earth, he that comes from above is above all. Is above all. Verse 32. And what he hath seen. And heard. That he testifieth, and no man receiveth his testimony. And what he, this one that's coming, Vic, this one that's coming, what he has seen and heard, that he testifies. But yet, no man, no carnal man, no natural man, receives what he's saying. Verse 33. He that hath received his testimony has set to this seal that God is true. So when I do receive what he's saying, I have I have a firm confidence. I'm persuaded that God is true. Now, I want to deposit some things. Just I don't have a whole lot of time this morning, but I want to deposit some things here. Now, let's go to this verse 32 again. And what he hath seen and heard, that he testifieth. And no man receives his testimony. He that receives his testimony has set to the seal that God is true. For he whom God has sent, speak the words of God. For God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. The Father loves the Son and have given all things into his hands. He that believeth on the Son has everlasting life. And he that believeth not on the Son shall not see life. But the wrath of God abides on him. Now let me go to this phrase here. And what he has seen and heard that he testifies. So what is it saying here? It's saying what Jesus spoke. This one that would come from heaven. This one that would speak things that aren't of this earth. He's testifying of something. He's speaking of something. He's speaking. And and if we receive what he's speaking... It will bring life to us. Say victorious life. Victorious life. Hey, Father, help me. Go to Matthew chapter 8. Because it said, he that speaks, he, he, what he heard and what he hears and what he speaks, that he testifies. I want you to see the life of God in operation. If the life of God is what's on the inside of us, I want us to see the life of God in operation. Because what? It's what Jesus, what he he saw and he heard, that's what he testified to. So anytime we can see Jesus saying something and doing something, right, we're seeing his testimony. Are you with me? Thank you, Father. Matthew chapter 8, verse 1. And when he was come down from the mountain, a great multitude followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshiped him, saying, Lord, if you will, thou can make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and he touched him, saying, I will. Say, I will. will. Be 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 thou clean. Then it says, and immediately the leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, see that you tell no man. But go your way, show yourself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Meaning, don't go share this with everyone, but go according to what the law says, because I want something to speak to the priest. Because when the priest sees it, then the priest can then share it with someone else. And what was he saying? Saying that that God healed the leprous man. So go to the priest for what? So they would have a testimony unto them, so they could speak something unto them to speak to speak what? That God is a healer. What did Jesus say to him to the leprous man? I will be thou clean. Now, some of you a few quite a few years ago, I ministered along these lines, but I want to bring it out this morning, and the fact that this word "will" is the Greek word "thelo." And it means, it means this. It means, it means, it means desire. 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 when he says, I will, it's, it's his desire. When God said, when, when Jesus said to the leprous man, I will, Vic, he was saying, this is what I desire to do. The, 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 the best translation is this. It's what I like to do. Now so get this when when Je- so when Jesus he came and he what speaks the words of God right and, and 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 what he hears he speaks and that is what he testifies to right and so what did he speak i will be thou clean if we keep reading we can see the Centurion. And Jesus says, he, goes, he says, if, hey, my servant is sick, just speak the word only and my servant will be healed. And Jesus, Jesus was like, I will, and the Amplified says, I will restore him. You see, what are we hearing Jesus speak? He's speaking what he's hearing from above. He's speaking what he's hearing from his father. He's testifying of what the heavenly father. He's speaking what the heavenly father wants him to speak. And he's saying, this is what I like to do. This is what I desire to do. We keep reading in there in in Matthew chapter eight. He talks about and he speaks of Isaiah, the prophet. And said, so this could be filled. This this could be filled by the fulfilled by the prophet Isaiah in himself bore our sicknesses and himself bore our infirmities so what what, 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 what why do you have to bring that because Isaiah was speaking Jesus was speaking the will of the Father. Jesus was speaking the heart of the Father. Jesus was speaking the desire of the Father. Isaiah was prophesying about the, about the Messiah that was to come. That they that he would be one that would deliver them, heal them. Now we can see all through Jesus' life and ministry where he would say, and you know, and, and I forgive you. Go and sin no more. I will restore him. I will I will provide for them. I will come and deliver them. I will set them free. So we see the nature of the father that that as Jesus came and he testified and as he spoke, what was he testifying to? The will of the father. And when we receive the will of the father, we receive that testimony. He says we receive life. Go to Isaiah 58. Isaiah 58. He who has the Son has life. He who has the Son has life. Father, I thank you for your life that's flowing in this place today. I thank you for resurrection life flowing in this place today. Hallelujah. I want you to see that God's desire is for you to walk in in his kind of life. To walk above circumstances, not beneath circumstances. God didn't, Jesus didn't want that leprous man to stay in leprosy. He, he didn't want the centurion servant to stay in his bondage. He, he didn't want Peter's mother to stay in the midst of that fever. He he God wanted to do something about the man's problems, man's issues, man's shortcomings, man's faults. He wanted to do something about that. But see, all so often we continue to live defeated lives because we don't see that the life that Jesus came to provide is already in us. It's already in us. Thank you, Father. In Acts chapter, I mean, sorry, Isaiah 58. Verse five says, it is it is such a fast that I have, is this such a fast that I have chosen a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head as a bull rush and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will that call this a fast an acceptable day to the Lord? Meaning does God find pleasure if you're beating yourself? Does God find pleasure if you're tormenting yourself? Does God get pleasure in that? Is God get pleasure when you beat yourself up because you messed up? Does God going to get pleasure with you because you can you can see that you're tormented at night and you can't sleep? Is God getting pleasure out of that? No. no. But it says this, is not this the fast that I have chosen? See, when you choose something, it's because that's what you want. You choose something because that's what you like. You know, I, I choose bacon cheeseburgers because I like bacon cheeseburgers. Amen. What kind of ice cream do you like Rochelle? Chocolate chip. See we, we all have things we choose and and you don't choose those things because you don't like them and you don't choose those things well, I guess I just have to choose chocolate chip today. I guess I just have to choose I guess I guess I have to I guess I have to choose to go to Hawaii today. I guess it's just a, it's just a burden I have to carry. I, I, you, you got, God's choosing something here. God's choosing something here. And sometimes we sit back and and we almost like like I don't want to pray big prayers. We almost sit back and say, well, I don't want to bother God with that. Or better yet, we buy into the fact, well, maybe I deserve this. Now, I'm telling you, I've I've seen people never say that, but 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 I've heard it in conversation. They may have never said it, those words, but I've heard it and I've heard it in a roundabout way. God's not choosing that. What does God choose? Is not this the fast that I have chosen to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens and to let the oppressed go free. And then he says this, and that you break every yoke. See there's some some there's some things that we we are sitting back waiting for God to do and you're supposed to do it. He didn't say that I break every enslaving. that you break every enslaving yoke. There's some, there's some yokes that you need to break off your life. There, there's some things that Jesus has already, Jesus already has done a great work. See God's desire, what God chooses, God chooses to be loosed from the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens and to let the oppressed go free. He wants you free today. He wants you overcoming today. He wants you victorious today. And he wants you to come to a place with the life of God on the inside of you that you break every enslaving yoke. Amen. Why is this church here? Not just so we can come in and celebrate that we're free or or celebrate. no, so we can break every enslaving yoke. I'm telling you, Annette, and our passion here is that 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 when you if you come in with bondages, you leave here free. You come in with sicknesses, you leave free. You come to a torment, you leave with peace. I'm telling you, this is what God desires for the for the New Testament believer to be on the inside of to be to be on the inside of them, and also for the New Testament church to be to break every enslaving yoke. How do we break every enslaving yoke? The life of God. You see where his life is? His life. In him was life, and that life was the light of men, and darkness never could overpower it. I really I want to really encourage just this, this strong. You, we need to get more in the word. We're, we're we're coming in. We're going to be coming into a season where, if you're not careful, what you watch and what you listen to is going to pull you out of God's best for your life. Yes. I'm telling you, yeah, I don't care how much, how informed you want to be about news, about politics, about what's going on in Iran, what's going on all over the world, what's going on with this person, what's going on with the Kardashians, what's going on with Big Brother. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this is this, this is this is a this is an unction of a warning. This is an unction of a warning. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we we have to come to a place and rise higher and higher. And the thing is, is the life of God needs to flow in us. So therefore, the Word needs to flow in us. The Holy Spirit needs to be flowing in us. The presence of God needs to be working in us. I'm telling you, you, you I'm telling you, that you, you you're you're going to have to step aside. You're going to have to step aside of what's happening in the news. I'm telling you. I, I'm, t- I'm This is a warning. I'm telling you, I mean, I have to do it in my own life. I'm telling you, because the thing is, is if I want to go up higher, I've got to be more sensitive. I got I've got to be clear. I've got to be clear to hear. Right. We got to be clear to hear. I, I, don't, I don't I don't I don't want the torment that's happening in the world today. I, I, I want to be filled with him because it's only him that's only inside of me that's going to break every enslaving yoke. I'm telling you, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And our testimony is this, that the life of God is on the inside of me. And the life of God is about is about God's desire. What God wants to do, what God likes to do. Let's go to I'll close with this. Luke chapter 12. I hope I don't, this doesn't sound all over the place, but I'm just trusting the, the Holy Spirit this morning. Luke chapter 12. Thank you, Father. Let's, let's look at verse 22. Thank you, Father. Now, t- look at this in light of what we, I just communicated. About what you're focusing on and things going on around you. And he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, Take no thought for your life, What you shall eat, Neither for the body what you shall put on. The life is more than meat, And the body is more than raiment. Consider the ravens, For they neither sow not nor reap, Which neither have storehouse nor barn, And God feedeth them. How much more are you better than the fowls? He chooses you. How if he's gonna take care of birds, how much better are you? As Annette said, don't live with a victim mentality. You're better, you're better than sparrows, and he takes care of them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Consider verse twenty six. If you then not be able to do that thing which is least, why take you thought for the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow, they toil not, they spin not. And yet I say unto you that in Solomon, all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothes the grass, which is today in the field, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O oh, you of little faith? And seek not ye what you shall eat or what you shall drink, neither yet be doubt, doubtful of mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after. And your father knows that you have need of these things. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. But seek first, seek first, seek first. I I just I just keep having this urgency on the inside of me. Hey, seek first the kingdom. I'm not asking you to put your head in the sand and not know what's going on around you. But is it fueling fear or fueling faith? Is it fueling your fear or fueling your faith? Because the thing is, if you fo- see all the Gentiles seek after this, all people that don't know God are seeking out all these things, trying to figure out all these things, trying to get this and trying to get that. I'm telling you, we have to come to a place where we live in this position of being a victor. But it's but it's living out of here. But rather, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. Verse 32. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's your father's good pleasure. See, he chooses you. He chooses you. It's your father's good pleasure. To give you the kingdom. Is there anything lacking in his kingdom? Is there anything lacking in his kingdom? Anything. Nothing's lacking in his kingdom. His kingdom. In in Romans chapter 14, 17 says. His kingdom is not meat and drink. Meaning his kingdom isn't natural things. Meaning his his kingdom is not something that you can tap into with just natural things and, and gain it with natural information. But what? His kingdom is what? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. For it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. The phrase good pleasure to give you the kingdom means this. Willingly ready and he's determined. See, when he says it's his good pleasure to give you the kingdom, you know, ever buy someone a gift and you say, well, I'm going to wait till their birthday to give this to them. You know, it's like Christmas and, and you found that gift and here it is October. And, and you're like, I'm going to wait till Christmas. But yet by the time you get home, you're like, I got this gift for you. I got see. There's things that you know. You know, it was years ago when you know it was a year and a half ago when when we decided to get you know our, our son a phone and his birthday was in August, but we were going away in the end of June and and I was like, well, I don't think I can wait till August. <laughs> and, and it's just one of those things that that think how much more is your heavenly Father? It's His good pleasure. This year of marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. It's the Father's good pleasure, meaning His good pleasure, meaning He's willing, He's ready, and He's determined. <laughs> I love that. It's His Father. He, fear not little flock, fear not little flock. Why? Because it is your good Father's it is your, it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's the father's he's ready. He's determined and he's willing to give you everything. He has everything that he has everything that's in his kingdom. You need peace today. It's in his kingdom. You need joy. It's in his kingdom. You need a new identity. It's in his kingdom. You, you need healing. It's in his kingdom. You need, you need wisdom for your path in life. It's in his kingdom. It's submitting and surrendering to the kingdom. You know, there, there's so many things that, 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 that I knew God wanted from my life, but God said, when will you surrender to it? And what do I mean by that? Because you, we all know that scripture, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. We know that. But yet, have you surrendered to that? Because you might have that in name. Well, I just seek first the kingdom of God. But you get up from prayer and it's like, Man, I need that, I need this, how's that going to happen? I could sell that, I could do this, I could do that, make that happen. And, and and getting wisdom from God is 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 good. But when it controls your life, it pulls you away from the word, it pulls you away from church, it pulls you away from where you're supposed to be. It's his good pleasure. He is willing, ready, and determined. To give you the kingdom. And understand this. It's also his good pleasure. For you. To release that kingdom. Into someone else's life. It's his good pleasure. For you to. Know his kingdom. But it's his good pleasure. For you to release. That kingdom. Into someone else's life. Everyone stand to your feet. You receive the word today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I've run out of time. Hallelujah. Place your hand on the person on your left and your right. First, I want you to you say this after me. Jesus is my Lord. Therefore, I have this testimony. That the life of God is on the inside of me. And this life is is causing me to win. This life life is causing me to overcome. overcome. Father, I thank you you that you are willing, willing, ready ready, and determined to give me the kingdom. kingdom. That kingdom kingdom is on the inside of me. me. That life life is on on the inside of me. In Jesus name. Now pray over the person on your left and your right and, and release life into them. Release life into them. I declare as you are praying over them, I declare healing. Healing is manifesting. I declare where there's chaos, peace is coming. I thank you that even, even people may be hearing. They're, they needed wisdom today. They needed wisdom and I thank you the still small voice is giving them wisdom. Hallelujah. There's nothing. There's nothing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nothing. Hallelujah! is impossible with God. Oh, father, I thank you that your life is flowing through this place today. Hallelujah. I thank you. The life of God is moving in this place today. Hallelujah. Resurrection life. We overcome. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of that testimony. And we have this testimony that the life of God is on the inside of us. Hallelujah. 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 I thank you that your life is making things new. Hallelujah your life is restoring things. Hallelujah. Thank you Father. Hallelujah. Thank you Father. You are faithful. Hallelujah. 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 The life of God is in this place. Life of God is in you. Hallelujah. The life of God is in you. Hallelujah. His life, his life. Hallelujah we overcome. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No matter what you may face this week, go to the word first. Go to his presence first. Telling you that life is available. Everything you need is in that life. Surrender to that life. Real quick, before we dismiss, word also tells us to do the work of an evangelist. I'm going to put, put you on the spot. I want you to ask the person on your left or your right. I want you to ask them if if something were to happen today and you, you were to die today. Do you have confidence? And would you know without a shadow of a doubt that you're born again and that you would go to heaven? I want you to ask that person on your left and your right. And if they say if they say, I'm not sure if they say, I'm not sure. I want you to pray with them right there. How, do the work of evangelists. evangelist. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. That people are always getting healed at heritage of faith. People are always getting born again at heritage of faith. Miracles always happen at heritage of faith. Halle- miracles always happen at heritage of faith. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Miracles always happen here. Signs and wonders always happen at heritage of faith. Halle- people are always born again at heritage of faith. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Well, I'm looking forward to our next service. Dr. Savell is going to have a word in season. Know that Annette and I, we love you. We, 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 we encourage you to stay for the 11 o'clock if you can. Other than that, God bless. We love you and what? Give them Jesus.